0: welcome to rethink retail the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet from brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation so ask yourself are you ready to rethink retail the future of retail starts now. Welcome to the Rethink Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kira Anand. With me today is Rob Brooks. Rob is the CEO and president of Saxwell Fifth. Rob, thank you for being here. Kira, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation today. I'd love to start off in Love Island. You know, both of us being Long Island and we've got to start off in Love Island. Sure. So growing up in Love Island, did you know one day you would be running one of the most luxurious and pre- prestigious off-price outlets in the world?
1: Uh, never in a million years. Never in a million years did I ever think I I'd be fortunate enough to play this role and to to lead this great team. But it's been a a, a wild, wild, wild journey and, and an amazing ride over the last fifteen years. Fifteen years in retail, and I I never would have thought I would have spent the day in retail, and
0: I've loved every single minute of it. So Rob, take me through your career. You talked about fifteen years in retail. I think majority of it you spent in in the in the HR and people role. And maybe touch upon some of the key learnings and experiences that have helped you know uh prepare you for leading the office team
1: yeah look i i think i i had 20 years in human resources before i stepped into the business here uh, about three four years ago and and i i've been very fortunate to work for some great great organizations along the way i I, i've spent some time at l'oreal i i worked for a company called legends hospitality which kind of ran New York Yankees and some other Dallas Cowboys stadiums along the way from a real true endeavor from a people perspective. And then I spent six, seven years over at Macy's and I've spent now the last eight years here at Hudson's Bay Company in various roles. And, you know, four years ago, I I stepped into the business as the chief customer officer for Saks Off Vif. That grew into um, the role of president of of our stores uh, uh, business. And then eight months ago or so, I stepped into the role here as as president and CEO of of Saks Off Fifth. And I, I'd be be lying if I didn't say pinch myself every once in a while to say, you know, how awesome it is to have the opportunity to to lead and guide the team and and work with the amazing people I get to work with on a on a daily basis. Because I, I truly am very fortunate to have what I consider to be the best uh, executive leadership team around. And. You know you asked what what's one of the things that prepared me and i think it's that it's team right it's it's my team it's it's how we work together it's it's having the strategy and the good debate and the good challenge to one another but you know ultimately we are one team with with one focus and and one direction and you know we're obsessed with customer centricity really driving that customer experience whether you're online or in-store, having that as as our focus every single day when we come into work, it it makes work a lot of fun for, for the team, for sure.
0: I could definitely see your uh, work and track record of experience within people on HR uh, coming out. It's so authentic for you, you must've said team, I think four times in that answer. So yeah, I, I, I can hear that. You touched upon chief customer officer. So I wanna start there, right? You were at Hudson Bay for a little okay. bit of time. A lot of people don't know, but Richard Baker's Hudson Bay Canadian company, they tried to buy Saks a few times and then eventually they bought it. And, and coming in, you were on the Hudson Bay team. You were still there in a leadership role, must have given you some visibility, must have given you some direction on where the opportunities were within all fifth when you were coming in. What were some of the initiatives that you had laid out or, or the opportunities that you had seen at Hudson Bay before you joined as chief customer officer?
1: Yeah. So when I when I first started, I, I had a great opportunity to work with the Sachs team as one of the senior HR leaders on that team. And that morphed into kind of leading the entire field operation from an HR perspective for Hudson's Bay across all of the banners. Sachs, Saks All Hudson's Bay, Lord and Taylor, when we had Lord and Taylor. So I really got across all of our businesses. And you really you get to learn, right? You get to see and learn. And, and if you're if you're open and you absorb the information that you're taking in every day, you're going to learn how you you take those components and put it together um, as you as you come here. And one of the first things, you know, I did when when I stepped into my role, I went on a listening tour. Right, I I, I went around and and I spent time with our corporate teams, with our store teams. Uh, I went out to uh, our office in in Bangalore where we have several hundred people. Um, I, I, went out to our distribution centers, um, in Pennsylvania, uh, fulfillment center in Pennsylvania, and really just wanted to hear from everybody. I knew what I knew, but I needed to hear from the, the, the folks that are doing the work. What what are some areas of opportunity for us? And, you know, that's what I love. If you ask, you, you're going to get an answer. And I got some really straight, direct answers from people. And, you know, one of the things that, that, that we uncovered was, we had some silos that, over the years, got created in the business that we had to knock down. And there was a, a little bit of a challenge around what is the the focus and the strategy that we're we're working towards. And we we really needed to bring some clarity to that for the organization. Um, and I think the other piece that was very apparent was we needed to simplify. We needed to find a simplistic approach to operating our business. We're not complicated. I I joke about this. You know, we we have great products. We have great access to great products. We sell it at a great price and great value for our customers. So we're selling shirts and we're selling shorts and and we're selling great dresses. Let's not overcomplicate that. And let's make sure that we can give it to the
0: customer the the best way for the customer. I appreciate the shout out from Bangalore being Indians. And that was nice. And I I don't know if you know this, but I've worn many different hats in my career, but uh, one of them has been a designer and I used to sell to Saks and Saks all fifth. And I still remember I had a PO that was running late. I've driven out myself to that distribution center. I think, is where, like Pottsville or I don't know where, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I've driven out. I remember years ago. So I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Take me to the beginning of this year. Come on as, as president and CEO of Saks Fifth. What are some of the initial priorities and focus that you laid out for your team for the first year or two? Yeah, so I went very immediate right away, right?
1: I, I just felt like getting getting some some really quick wins for the team was going to be important. And I touched on a couple of those things, right? Simplicity, knocking down silos, um, having the customer centric mindset that we need. Those are, you know, sort of the buzzwords of the things that we needed to do. But at the core of it, what we really are saying is I knew we had great data. I knew we had great analytics. Um But we weren't really tying that all together for us, right? So we had an analytics team that was working really hard. We had data that was working really hard, but it wasn't all coming together like we needed it to. And that's really in the form of personalization for our customers, right? How do we take that and make that experience that a customer is looking for a, a very simple, clear clean process for them to shop, right? Enjoy the journey, make this customer journey very easy for them. And I, I have to say, I, I, I don't know that many others in the in the off-price space are doing what we're doing of trying to make that, that customer journey as frictionless as we are. We have an amazing online offering. We have an amazing site and an amazing app that we've created in the last year. And then most importantly, to be honest with you, what do we know about off price? We know that in off price, customers like the thrill of the hunt. They like the treasure hunt. So where we're getting to, based off of the personalization network that we've done, we can offer up your treasure hunt to you. We can offer up what you're likely going to want to buy. Um, whether that's in store, when I tell you it's come in on a truck, or whether it's on site or on app, I can now start to to, to bring that to you. That's you know, we're starting to do that now, and and that's going to become a real big priority for us in early 2024 as we roll out some some new features for ourselves.
0: So, so, so that's amazing. So, you're you're offering the treasure hunt without the hunt. So, you're just giving your customer the treasure. That's pretty pretty, pretty well said. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I think that leads into to my next question. I mean, you know, the value buy in the off price world is 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 very important, and that treasure hunt component. That is is, is super important. If you look at some of your competitors, you know, TJX or Rack or Bloomies or Last Call, how do you differentiate yourself? How do you set yourself uh, a little bit off to the top and left from them?
1: I think when you look at us and you look at at our offering, right? And I've said it maybe once or twice, but we have great access. We have amazing access to amazing products and we have great vendor partners uh, out there for us. And what we bring to the table is true value, right? I, and I, and I, I want to be careful because I think sometimes people hear value and they think cheap. No, we have great value. We have savvy shoppers. We have savvy customers that know when they get a designer product at a great value, um, that's something to hold on to. And they need to buy and they want to buy. And we know that about our customers, right? Um, and I think that's, that's what really separates us. Um, our ability to have value and access that customers are looking for, whether they're trading down from the luxury space, whether they're getting into the luxury market for the first time, we allow that to have that experience for for our customers. Um, and, and at the core of it, Kira, right, it comes back to our ability to personalize that for you, right? You, you can have uh, an amazing experience with us, I'm not saying you can't get at others, but I think we are separated far from our competition and how we offer and how we, we allow that customer journey to begin and to end for our, our customers.
0: You, you touched upon the app a few times, uh, just so a lot of the customers and, and listeners out there know. Can you elaborate how you're implementing it, how it's improving the customer experience if you're an emerging luxury shopper or if you are a core luxury shopper? And, and maybe that experience might be different for the two, the emerging versus the core. Yeah. So first I'll start with, please go download the app, right? That's, that's number one for
1: everybody. I'll take a shameless plug when I, when I have to. Uh, go download the app, iOS, Android. It's out there. It's, it's great. Um, it, look, it's fast. The app is seamless. It's fast. It, it's far superior to what we had previously. We basically skinned the, the old site and, and made that our app. Previously, And that's, that's changed. We ba- built a, a native app, super proud of the tech team and the work that they've done. Our, our programmers or developers did an amazing job of building this, this very seamless experience that a customer gets to have. We know our app works, right? We know that when you're looking at orders, you're seeing a better AOV come out of the app. Um, you're seeing a penetration of over 20% of our orders coming out of the app. I want to get that to over 30% um, in the next year or so. And I think the one thing we haven't talked about that I think is a real differentiator for us, whether it's app or site, and it works very seamlessly for both is our loyalty program. Uh, about 18 months ago, we launched our loyalty program and we have over 3 million people enrolled in our loyalty program right now. It's super sticky. Um, people love it. Um, it's, it's been a, a really big win for us. And this is allowing us to do all of our personalization work, right? I know you now. I can talk to you. I can work with you, Um, and I can I can make your experience feel very unique and and very special and 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 very individualized. And that's where we are now. So that that is coming to life and has come to life a real meaningful way on site or or on the app. And and that's just another enhancement to it. But again, the app itself is super fast. Flick, it's it's frictionless it's got no issues with it and it's been one of those real shining moments for us this year
0: you yeah. know and and maybe unlike some retailers where i have to pay for loyalty it's so not prime Prime. Uh, i with, with your app and loyalty i get free shipping which is a nice thing for free so i like that yeah sure um you know you, you talked a lot about digital you talked a lot about being authentic to data and then you talked about even yeah uh, you know the, you know, Doc's hot. But what I did read a few years ago, I don't know if this was just for valuation purposes or what, but the all fifth store split with its online, and you had this nice investment, I think, insight, uh, uh, ventures did what 200 million plus gave all fifth.com a billion dollar valuation. That's nice. But talk to me about how maybe the the split in the companies doesn't affect the experience of the consumer. Is, is there an integrated approach for Wolf's price brick-and-mortar, and, and Wallsprice.com? Yeah, very much
1: so. And you're, you're, everything you said is accurate, right? Um, we, a couple of years ago, we, we, we had this transaction where we were able to split our business. And, and, and I wouldn't say it was just for valuation purposes. I think what I would say is the split allowed us to take a step change on the digital front to allow us to grow our business. And if you look over that time, over the last four years and last two years specifically, we, we've seen our revenue grow two times. We've seen our customers grow by 75%. So we're seeing real good acquisition and stickiness with our customers because of, of the ability to, to really enhance the experience. Now, to your question around how does this function, how do we work, it, you shouldn't feel anything as a customer whether you're in-store or online you're able to buy online pick up in store you're able to return to store we fulfill orders from store um we fill orders from from our fulfillment center and and the products are the same both you know for the most part the offerings are the same both online and and, and in store obviously geography and some the 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 treasure hunt aspect of things makes that a little different but you know i i i think for components of of the experience that a customer is looking to have, it's going to be pretty similar, both online and in store. And I think that the, the, the big unlock over the last eight months for us is really truly operating in a way that has that, that full customer experience in mind for our customers, right? Allowing our customers to have this 360 approach to shopping. Um, not that it wasn't there in the past. It's just, I really feel like we've amplified that in our view. And, and how we, we operate and come to meetings every single day uh, thinking about that. And, and it's really been a big unlock for our, our customers and the feedback we're getting from our customers.
0: That's great. I, w- I want to maybe step aside and, and come back to your years of being in HR and how you're growing your leadership team. Uh, it reminds me of a, a, of a quote by Max Lemchkin. He's one of the original PayPal, mafia, currently CEO of, of the firm, He wrote in his book: A players hire A players, B players hire C players. So the first B player you bring into your organization brings the entire company down. So he says, staff slow and you won't bring your company down. It seems like you've been sort of doing this, right? And and, and reinventing the way you staff your leadership team. Um, You brought in Mara. From probably your time at Macy's, you knew her there, and reinvented that merchant brand role. You just brought in Kim, reinventing the analytics. we been talking a lot about analytics, reinventing that analytics marketing role. Can you talk about how you're evolving the leadership structure here at Saks I just
1: I live by a really simple rule. I think when I have my my team meetings, right? I'm, I'm the day I, I believe I'm the smartest one in the room. I'm in trouble. And I want to surround myself with people that are so much smarter than me, better at what they do than I do. And that's what allows us to work. And that's what allows us to function as highly as we do. And I try to be as humble as I possibly can when I'm around really smart people and listen and absorb to what they have to say. And I think not only Mara and and Kim, but I've got great people up and down the organization, whether it's my legal team, my my finance team, head of stores in, in Jennifer Drake. We've got talented people up and down the organization. But what was important to me and should be to everybody, in my opinion, is are we a team? And can I find the pieces that make us a team that whether we disagree behind closed doors, the second we come out of the room, we're aligned in our path forward and we put all of our energy towards that we may fail by the way that's okay we're gonna fail we're gonna fail quickly and and we're gonna learn something from our failures um but i'm pretty sure we're gonna win more times than not with the people i've i've got on on my team and um and the people they're bringing in too Clear at i think is also that's a trickle down that's a massive trickle down effect to the organization um and surrounding yourself from the top down with the right people is is really what what allows and breeds success for the overall organization.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I love the way you think about and have carefully curated your team. And I want to switch on that, that a second to the macroeconomic climate, right? Consumer sure. confidence, the index fell three times in a row, but consumable, durable goods has gone up consecutively. It seems like they're higher costs, but they are offsetting with higher wages, unemployment's low, but inflation is coming kind of correcting itself. There's so much confusion. There's turmoil, I guess, in the world as well. We can put that aside for now. But looking ahead, this holiday season, what do you see You know, in the crystal bowl? What's going to happen? Is the value-conscious shopper out there shopping this holiday season? Is she really tight on her purse? Give us some insights on this, Rob.
1: Yeah, so look, I I would tell you Inflation, macroeconomic, it all is there, right? And it's made made this a bit of a soup this year as we start thinking about how we, we we get through this. And and I would say that that the organization views the the holiday season no differently this year than it has in previous years. Value, 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 right? That's what our customer comes to expect from off fifth, and when that's off fifth, kind of kind of put their holiday buy together. And when we think about our pricing, we think about our value that we're offering to our customer. It's grounded in luxury. It's grounded in access to goods and it's grounded in in value that we can we can offer them. Does that mean things have changed? Things certainly have changed. Right. Um, We've shifted some of our promotional programs this year. Some have gone a little earlier than last year. Right. Our designer promo went a little earlier than it's gone in years past. We We've launched our holiday campaign November first. Our gift guidelines launched in October, so we're really truly able to offer and bring knowledge to the customer a lot earlier this year than we have in in years past. But I also think most importantly is it's not changed for the customer. The customer is still able to get that great value that they that they want to find with us. Um, you know, I mentioned the holiday campaign. Uh, it's amazing. It touches everything that we are. Right. It's fun it's it's unique it's authentic to us the 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 creative and marketing teams did a phenomenal job it's a sort of a throwback to uh the old game show the ten thousand dollar pyramid right it's a sort of a throwback to that it's fun it's cheeky um and and i think you get to see the 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 brands that we have you get to see the value um and would encourage people to check it out right it's 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 fun it's a minute-long watch it's it's easy. You'll see it on all of your connected TVs and you'll, you'll find it on any of our social feeds. but that is really speaking to what that, that, that customer is looking for and its value at its core.
0: We'll, we'll add your holiday campaign, YouTube link and the copy here. So the listeners can also click on that. Great. Yeah. You touched upon some, some of the initiatives and, and, and the calendar, how you maybe started it a little bit earlier this year with the promotion and the holiday, but. Are there some great gift ideas, or shopping experiences uh, that you're offering to the holiday customer this year, or the customer? This yeah, year? so so I touched on those designer flash sales, right?
1: So you're you're going to find uh, those types of deals where where you're seeing great value come in on Stuart Weitzman, Balenciaga, uh, uh, Brunel Cuccinelli, Versace. You've you've got the, the the best of the brands that are coming through, and and those are those are going to have great great discounts and, and great value. You know, I think you're also gonna find great gift guides. Great gifts is part of our gift guide this year. You're gonna find our our cashmere program. You'll find UGG. You're gonna find uh, cashmere winter hats and and scarves. It's it's really it, an outerwear. I can't forget outerwear. My my team will get mad at me if I don't talk about outerwear, right? But it's the value that we're able to create and the the products that we have and the vendors that that we have. And you just heard me rattle off a, uh,
0: a couple of them. Yeah. So um, it, it's interesting. So for, for the people that are not in the industry, can you explain how the model works? Is it typically a lot of the stuff that you have in your store comes from the mainline store? Or is this things that you've planned and positioned and bought out? Or is it a combination? Of, and what's that healthy mix? And how, how do you see that? Yes, yeah, so that's a great question. I
1: get this question all the time, right? And the question is usually a little different. And it's usually... So you just sell all the old stuff Saks doesn't want to sell, right? And the answer to that is absolutely not. You know, we get a flavor of Saks product into our business, right? We get access to some of the out-of-season product that Saks has that still has great value for our customer. That's number one. That's a small portion, much smaller than people actually think. About half of our business is production, right? We're making product. We're, we're placing a buy but the other 40-odd percent or so that we have, that's very liquid, right? We're, we want to jump on uh, open buys that and, uh, and available to ship product that we have access to through the relationships we have. Um, and that's not going to be a six, 12-month production time frame. That's going to be in the moment, right? So when Mara's team gets a phone call and it's like, hey, I've got this great deal on Versace, I want to have liquid capital so that I could go buy that deal and bring it to our customers. So it's a very, it's a very different approach. So where, where people are a lot of times canceling orders, we're not having to cancel orders. We actually are the beneficiary of those canceled orders because I remain liquid and I can go after and go, go,
0: go buy those products as they come on the market. Amazing. So if you're a vendor or designer out there and you listen to this and, You've got some product that's held up, wraps the person in cool because he has the balance sheets. So it's good. Good. Good to know. Good to know. And and you're absolutely right. And in an ideal world, I don't think Mark or you know, the mainline store wants to give to any merchandise. Hopefully, they want to sell it themselves. Right. I mean, ideally, right. you know, we, we 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 talked a lot about data personalization and and can you maybe for our listeners who are technologists or startups, um, can you talk to them about how maybe they can partner. Uh, with you offering their services and platforms and technologies? And what's the best way to, to sell a SaaS offense? Yeah, look, we,
1: we've had some some fabulous proof of concepts here over the last couple of months. And you know what I've learned in my role where, where I would have thought things would have been much more difficult to uh, ramp up and test and try, it's not been very difficult. I say that understanding that I'm not part of the tech team that had to do all the work to get that to go. Uh, but the concepts of these things um, materializing are not hard. They are much easier today than they were in years past. So when you look at a, a Lily AI or a Curated for You, where we've gone through proof of concept here over the last few months, and we're evaluating now, how how big do we make this? How big does this go? The technology from our partners is is fantastic. And it allows for us to be able to move and and, and, and make these decisions in a much tighter time frame. So, give us a call if you think you can help us solve any of our personalization data, um, any of our segmentation work, any of the the search capabilities that we have on our site. You know, please reach out. Feel free reach out to me on LinkedIn. Shoot me an email. I'm I'm happy to connect you with the right people. But you know, I think there's there's some really smart people out there, Kira, that that, that are are solving you know different mousetrap every every day. And and I think we'd be foolish if we
0: don't listen to those folks. Got to be smart about it, but
1: but we'd be foolish if we didn't listen to them. So,
0: some, some, some from your merchants uh, to your in- innovation and technologists, everyone's inbox is going to explode after this podcast yeah. drops because everyone is reaching out with with product to sell, technology still offers. So, that's, it's, and that's a great thing. Um, I, I I wanted I, to maybe just uh, as we wrap up, you know, talk about s- some of the things that you see going forward. I mean you know, we're wrapping up on on a year here. Can you tell us about any initiatives and plans in the future that you have to improve, grow the AllSith experience and drive the growth to the customers?
1: Yeah. So so we we are never done, right? So even yesterday, you would say to yourself, well, we're getting close to holiday, right? Probably don't want to launch anything new. And by and large, that is true. But Look, the size of organization we are and the nimbleness and the agility that I want to have with the team. We launched yesterday in, I think it was 10 stores. Again, other off-pricers are not doing this. We launched the first, as far as I know, client telling program in, in stores. So if you want a, a personalized approach, if you want to come into our stores and, and, and feel like you are part of the off-fit world and you can have a individualized shopping experience, We've got that covered, not just through tech, but through our clienteling program and the relationships you can build in our store. So we're always looking for ways to continue to push and to elevate the experience for our customers. Uh, there'll be some additional things early in 24 that, are, that will roll out on site, specific to search and some segmentation work that we're doing. But our focus right now literally after yesterday's launch is now all about delivering holiday, right? So um, I think early 24, you'll see some more work uh, and some new technology that'll come to life on the site and, and and even further enhancements on on the app that we have.
0: And I think the last question, uh, Rob, and I have, you know, want to be mindful of the time here, but the last question I want to ask you is, back to being authentic to your time in HR and people, can you talk about certain initiatives within either uh, DEI or minority or, or within, the pro- within the organization that you've launched?
1: Look, I, I think having a, an environment that allows our team members to come in, be authentic to themselves, be who they are, and how they want to show up every day is core to what I believe in. Every day I walk in the building, I want people to feel comfortable. I want them to feel welcome. I want them to feel accepted. And today I'm leaving here to go to a women and allies luncheon that we have. So we've launched a pretty robust DEIB program through the HR team and very proud of the efforts there. It's really been an entire organizational embrace uh, of that. And really it's it's associate led, it's team member led, and it's got great sponsorship from the executive leadership team. So um, I think we have a responsibility to continue to create those environments for our our folks to come into work every single day. And I'm proud to play just even a little bit of part of that in, in, in helping lead that here in the organization.
0: That's amazing, Rumps. Uh, the last thing I want to do is is authentic to me as I was in with a rapid fire segment. So five quick questions, rapid fire. Start off with the easy one. I know you're a sports guy. What's your favorite hockey uh, team? Sadly, the New York Islanders. I thought that was an easy one. It is okay. very, Next very
1: easy. Next one. Not the
0: Rangers. And I, I know
1: I'll get other emails for that too, Kira. <laughs> no, you
0: know, we're so Little Island guys. We it's, are. it's Islanders, Mets, the Islanders, Mets, and Jets. I mean, that's how it goes. Oh, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, well, what's, what book is
1: on your nightstands? What book is on my nightstand? So there's a, a, a new book that just came from BCG on pricing change in pricing is, is their latest book. We've done a lot of work with BCG and they gave me a, a, a book to read the other
0: day. So that's my latest one to read. Okay. Good. Good to know that they gave you some yes. homework. So that's good. Uh, living or dead name one designer you'd like to have a meal list. I'm wearing a Jack Victor coat, so I'm going to go with Jack Victor. Okay, Nice. Um, I wouldn't have guessed that one. One big trend you want your team to get ahead of for 2024. Big trend huh, is returns. How can
1: we handle returns in a in an easier way for our customers and
0: more advantageously for the organization? Yeah, great answer. Uh, answer that most retailers need to get ahead of. Great answer. And last one, we talked about the holiday season. We talked a lot about the initiatives, but what's the one item? It's a must-buy, must-have for anyone listening that they can get at Wolf Fist.
1: Uh, you are not going to go wrong with anything on our gift-giving holiday guide. So if you can find yourself a pair of bugs, if you could find yourself something comfy and cozy on those cashmere sweaters and scarves and hats, I'd say go for it because you're, you're not going to go wrong with the value that we have on them.
0: Amazing. This has been great. Thank you so much for your time, Robs. I appreciate
1: you having me, Kira. Thanks so much. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday this year.